Good morning, airline. We are so glad you are here with us today to celebrate Mother's Day. If you will stand, we're going to start with a word of prayer, and then we're going to get started this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this day to just celebrate our mothers. God, what a blessing it is to have mothers, to be a mother. Um, we just thank you for that gift, Father. We ask that you be with us this morning. God, may you fill this place. God, may we just hear from you this morning. God, we love you. God, we praise you. We just ask that you fill this place, fill our hearts, fill our minds with you. God, may we be not be distracted by things in this world, but be solely focused on you this morning. We love you. We praise you. We ask all of this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Oh 
Y'all go ahead. That's good. Good stuff. I love that. Who you say I am. Doesn't matter what the world thinks. Y'all can sit down if you'd like to. <laughs> it's who God says we are. And who are we? Child of his. Amen. That's good. Well, welcome. We're so glad you're here with us at Airline Baptist Church this morning. And I see a lot of folks here with their, with their family because it's Mother's Day. Amen. What a special day. What a great day. And uh, it's, it's good to have you all here today. If this is the first time you've been here or the first time you've been here in a while, please take a moment behind you, uh, in front of you there in the back of those pews, there are connect cards. Fill those out so that we can have a record that you've been here with us today. We'd love to get to know you a little bit better and love to see you again. Amen. All right. Let me say this before we go any further. Happy Mother's Day. Don't want to miss that. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. And we are just so honored to be able to celebrate that today. And another thing, this is a very special day because this is a day when we have parent-baby dedication. There's no greater blessing for a church than to have little babies running around. Now, they're noisy. They can be messy. Sometimes they get magic markers and they write on the wall. We can paint it. They spill stuff on the carpet. We can clean it. Sometimes the preacher's trying to preach and they cry, but that's okay. He's got more air in him than they do. Amen. I believe he can, I believe he can out-preach them. So it's a joy that we have children born into this church family, and, I, and I'm just excited when we're able to do this. Um, it's sad where that's not the case. Um, but we're blessed. God has truly, truly blessed us. And so this morning, we're honored and we are proud to be able to stand and have our parent baby dedication. We've got two this morning, and we're going to begin with Miss Sophie Louise Johnson. Come on up. And she's bringing with her her parents, <laughs> Zach and Whitney Johnson. So we're, we're so proud Hey, darling, you're pretty. And she has already made her presence felt. She is the, uh, what you call it, she has assumed her role as the princess of the nursery, right? And if you've worked in the nursery, you know what I'm talking about. Sophia was born, look at that, there you are. Sophia was born on June 24th uh, last year, 2021, 2021. Okay, so yeah. But anyway, we are just tickled to death to have her, and we are uh, we're honored to be able to do this. We also have this morning Luke James Haynes. He's coming up, and he's bringing with him his mom and dad, Austin and Megan Haynes. Now, little Luke, he's like January 27th. Says, hey, dude. <laughs> See, I know a good-looking feller when I see it. How are you? He's already made his presence known here, too. He is a regular attender of the adult Bible class on Wednesday night. And the chuckles you hear from people who are actually in there when he's in there. So, I'll, he, you know, you're good, man. Just steal the show. But we're thrilled to be able to be here. And, and it, it, it is good to be able to... to have these parents recognize their role, 
not only the parents, but us. We're going to have an opportunity in just a little while. So let's, let's begin. Let's do this all together. Uh, we, we're here for the purpose of dedicating these two precious young ones to the Lord today. And again, we have Megan and Austin Haynes with their son, Luke James Haynes, and Zach and Whitney Johnson with their daughter, Sophia Louise Johnson. I'm going to read some things, and I want you all to repeat after me. We will, okay? Parents, do you recognize that Sophia and Luke are gifts from God and both thank God and glorify God for the gift of your child? We do. <laughs> I'm sorry. We do. We will. Do you, do you accept the joys and the responsibilities of presenting, of parenting, promising to give proper love and care to Sophia and Luke throughout all their life? With God's help, do you commit to teach Sophia and Luke the fullness of God's word and to demonstrate through your own examples and witness what it means to love God with all your heart, soul, and strength? We do. Amen. Thank you all. And to the congregation, I said y'all are part of this because it's a great privilege of ours as a congregation, as a family of God that gathers and worships to be part of this raising of these two precious kids because it's, it's an, I've, got, I've gotten to that age to where I can tell you it's a joy. You're able to see children born into this church family. And then you watch them grow. You watch them mature. And then you may have the privilege to be part of their wedding. You watch them come to Christ. You watch them raise their family, bring their families into the world. And, and it, it's, hey, we're a family, amen? And we all have responsibilities. We do. You may already be in the nursery. You may already know what it's like you already may be having an impact on these two but you may be teachers in their Sunday school classes one day you might be workers in Bible school one day you may just be a faithful attender in church but let me tell you these kids will watch you and they'll know you they'll know you're here amen they'll know you're praying for them and so as a church family with a responsibility just as great as family, because we are, to raise these kids, if you will, I want you to stand together and I want you to repeat after me, we will, okay, if you accept this responsibility. Will you, as a church family, commit to offer your ongoing love support, prayers, and encouragement to Megan, Austin, Whitney, and Zach in their role as parents. We will. A little weak, y'all. Come on. We will. Amen. Will you also be faithful in praying for Sophia and Luke as much as you're able? Help teach. Set a godly example for them so that they might one day come to trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We will. Amen. Thank you, church. Y'all can be seated. Let me present them. I have a gift for them, and I can't. I'm going to have to top book. 
and the certificate, the top, the pink one, the pink one, preacher. Wait a minute. Yay. Thank you. And that just simply is a certificate recognizing today that we celebrated the parent-baby dedication of Sophia and Zach and Whitney today. Yeah, she likes that. All right. And to, oh, he's out. He's asleep. Bless his heart. There's that. Also, her certificate. Amen. I'll get all the pictures you want. Listen, what I'd, I'd like to do now is if you're a family member of these, I want you to come on up here quickly as you can. Come on up and stand with them, all right? Unless you're a designated photographer. And then hey, y'all come on up. Let me get out of the way here. Wow. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> hey, this is great, y'all. I love it. That says, uh, that says a lot, doesn't it? Families coming out to support their family on this, on this special day. Kids, y'all got a lot of support. I want you to just look from one end of the stage to the other, parents and grandparents and everything. So a lot of prayers, a lot of support, a lot of babysitting going on. Amen. Church, let's stand together. We're going to have a word of prayer over these two and all their families. All right. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. God, it's just a joy to be able to say thank you for sending these two young lives to this church family sending them to these two precious parents. And God, I just pray over them right now. I pray over them that you give them peace, that you give them everything they'll need, all the tools through the years to raise these two precious young people that you've entrusted to them, not only to them, but to all this family across the front, God, and entrusted to us as well that we begin that role of discipling these two little souls, even as young as they are right now. So, God, we just pray your guidance and pray for wisdom and pray that you'd help us, help all of us, God, to live examples of, of, of Christian love, showing them and teaching them in everything that we do how much we love you, how much you love us, Lord. So we just thank you again for this wonderful time today. Pray your blessings, deep, rich blessings, God, every day. We love you, we give you praise, and we thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, this time. God, we ask that you just continue to be moving in this place as we open your word today. God, we love you. Again, we thank you for mothers and what a gift it is. God, we ask you just be with us in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. We're all grown up. Moms who've outlived a son or daughter. Or moms of babies they never got to hold. 
moms who've raised kids all on their own, or became a mom to someone who needed one. Moms of children who have wandered from God, or the longing to be moms who are still waiting. God perfectly arranged each of you into the role you have today. His word recognizes you as capable, strong, and praiseworthy. Everything you do makes our lives more beautiful. Happy Mother's Day. Well, good morning. And so to echo what's already been said, happy Mother's Day. Uh, show of hands, how many people got breakfast in bed this morning? <laughs> okay. All right, husbands. We need to pick her, pick her. I, I didn't serve Whitney breakfast in bed, so I'm, I'm in that guilty party. Uh, need to pick our games up. But no, so excited that you are here today. And uh, thank, you, thank you, Mike, for leading us in parent-baby dedication. Um, I didn't know how I was going to participate and lead it at the same time. And so I asked Mike if he would, if he would lead that portion, so I appreciate that. Um, but so excited that you're here today and honored to celebrate our mothers and uh, I, I can say this because I have a mic. I want to wish my mom and my granny a happy Mother's Day. Um, I have a mic. I can say that. Um, but wouldn't be here without them. Just going to let that sit on the room for a minute. And then, of course, my wife, um, Whitney, happy Mother's Day. And so as we think this morning, I, I really wrestled with what to preach about for Mother's Day. And I have a few ideas. Um, but if, if we're honest, the, the world we live in today, the culture that we live in, um, there's a lot of confusion about husbands and wives, about fathers and mothers, what, what, what influence each of them have. And as we turn throughout the pages of Scripture, the Bible tells us a lot about mothers, has a lot to say, and particularly the influence that a mother has, the influence that a mother has. And so we're going to look at three passages of Scripture this morning, and we're going to be seeing three different influences of mothers in the Bible. And so first and foremost, we're going to be turned to a familiar passage of Scripture in Proverbs 31. And we see first and foremost the godly influence of mothers. The godly influence. Now we all know Proverbs 31, excellent passage of Scripture. And if we were to look at it this morning, I don't have it on the PowerPoint, but if you, if you were to go up to the very top of verse number one in Proverbs 31, it says this, the words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. Now, some scholars try to divide verses nine and 10 and say these are two different things. But I believe all of Proverbs 31 is a message to King Lemuel from his mother. And really the first part has to do with Lemuel being a king, verses 2 through 9, and how he is to properly conduct himself as a king, but also wisdom in operating kingship throughout the nation. 
But then we go from verses 10 through 31. And what's interesting, and this is just a side note, um, that this Proverbs 31 is an acrostic, meaning the first letter of each line is the same as in the Hebrew alphabet. So it'd be like if we wrote a poem and the first line started with A, the second line started with B, the third line started with C. So it's really a, a literary work of art in Proverbs 31. But what's interesting is that if this is true, that what I would argue that Proverbs, all of Proverbs 31 is a message from King Lemuel's mother she spends a lot more time on Lemuel finding the right wife than him being the right king. Because make no mistake about it, the most important decision a man will ever make is not what his career will be, not where he will live, but who he will marry. And this is echoed here. So we go down to verse 10, and the question is asked, an excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels. Now, I'm not going to go through every single verse and explain every single thing for sake of time, but I just want to pause here for just a moment and say this, men, there is no career that's more valuable than your wife. There is no hobby that is more valuable than your spouse. There is nothing that is worth placing your spouse upon the sacrificial altar for. Because this is the question that Lemuel's mother asked, who can find an excellent wife? She is far more precious than jewels. She's far more valuable. Wife is far more valuable than any amount of money or jewel or fame or power or influence can find. She's far more valuable. It says the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides for her household and portions for her maidens. Can I just say this in passing? That this godly influence of a mother is always sacrificial and in secret. This is the picture we see here. That a mother's love is sacrificial that it considers others before themselves. But not only that, notice she rises while it's still night. The longer Whitney and I have been married, the greater the list goes of things that she does that I have no clue about. And ladies, you can probably relate. That there are things day in and day out that you do, that you accomplish, that your husband and your family have no idea that you do and you accomplish. This is that godly influence that God has given you. 
So she considers a field and buys it. And with the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household for all her household are clothed in scarlet. Not only is a mom's influence often sacrificial and secretive, moms are oftentimes preparing for things well ahead of time. They're seeing things down the road that, let's just be honest, men, we don't see. She's going, we're preparing for this. And so when the snow comes, She's not afraid of it because she has prepared her house for it. Her husband is known in the gates and he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Hear me, husbands, there's no greater day than today to do that. Then notice this little quote, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. The charm is deceitful, charm will lie to you. Beauty is passing, it's temporary. But what lasts a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. She's to be lifted up. It says, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Let her works praise her in the gates. Now let's just be honest. This picture of the, the influence that this woman has, is this any way, shape, or form a second-class person? Is this person in any way, shape, or form inferior at all? No. Not in the slightest but what is Lemuel's mother saying? That you find a woman who fears the Lord, who understands her godly influence, lift her up. Let the works of her hands praise her. That's what we celebrate on Mother's Day. That we want to lift you up. Their children rise up and call her blessed. There's a godly influence 
of mothers. That all, all throughout here we see the godly influence that mothers have. They're not second-class citizens. They're not inferior. But they see and they recognize the God-given role that they have for their family. And they see to it. So all throughout Scripture, and I know we just looked at Proverbs 31, but we see this repeated all throughout that God has given women influence. He's given mothers influence. And hear me, moms. Do not miss the influence that God has placed in your life for your family. Like, do you really think that God placed those children in your life by accident? Like, was it just a cosmic slip-up that those children are in your life? Or did God see you and know you, and in spite of all your failures, in spite of all your imperfections, in spite of every misstep along the way, he sees you and he knows you and he recognizes you. He says, I'm going to place this child in your home. Do you think that's a cosmic accident? Or did he specifically place them in your home for a reason and a purpose? Don't miss the God-given influence that you have as a mother. So we see the godly influence of mother, but mothers. But then second, we see the generational influence of mothers. Turn quickly to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. It's like a game of Bible drill. Anybody remember Bible drill? Second Timothy, we see the generational influence of mothers. Not only the godly influence of mothers, but the generational influence of mothers. Second Timothy, starting in verse 4, he said, As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. This is Paul writing to Timothy, and he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that first, that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. What is Paul talking about? that there is a generational influence that you have, moms. As Paul is writing to Timothy, he is reminded first and foremost of Lois's faith, the grandmother, and how that faith was then passed down to Eunice, the mother. And then that faith was then passed down to Timothy, and now we don't know the timeline here of when all these things happened, when all this stuff transpired. But I just can't help but sit here and go, I don't think Lois was sitting there going, I need to be a good influence on Timothy because down the road, Timothy is going to encounter Paul and he's going to be Paul's accomplice and Paul's partner and Paul's going to write inspired epistolary literature to Timothy. And this is going to be in the Bible, so I need to be a good influence on Timothy. 
I don't think that was the case at all. But rather, Lois was just simply exercising the influence that she had. And that she had faith. And then that was passed down to her daughter, which was passed down to her grandson. I love the song that we just sang to your family and to your children and to their children and their children. Moms, I don't want you to miss the godly influence that God's given you, but the generational influence that God's given you. That you have the ability to shape a generation. And not only that, you may not even see it. It may be the next generation after them. If the Lord doesn't return, the next generation after them. And you may not see it until eternity. My, my, my granny's here. She's, I'm not going to be able to share this story without, I can't look at her while I share this story or salty discharge will come out of my eyes. Okay. But I'll never be able to forget as a, I say small child, there's never a point when I was really a small child. Okay. As a medium-sized young child, we'd go stay over at her house. We would go, we would stay upstairs and I, I, the, the bathroom was downstairs. And so I, I remember getting up in the middle of the night. What I thought was the middle of the night, it was really probably five or six in the morning. But to me, that's the middle of the night. And going to go to the restroom, and I'd walk by the kitchen, and, and I would see, see my granny sitting at the table with, with her Bible open, praying, and just tears flowing down her face. And I don't know if she knew I was standing there or not. But I remember seeing that, going, I want that. Like, I, I want to know Jesus like that. I, I want to be that close to Jesus. I want to have that kind of relationship with Jesus. And that had a profound impact on my life. So hear me, grandparents, this morning. Do not miss the generational influence that you have in your grandchildren's life. Don't miss it. Like it's not, okay, they're grandkids now. They're out of my control. There's, there's more than I can do. It's on their parents now. Don't tap out now. Don't miss it. God has, get, not only has God given you influence to be a godly influence, he's given you influence to be a generational influence. And you don't know how it could shape the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. Don't miss it this morning. God's given it to you. God's gifted it to you. Use it for his glory. 
So there's a godly influence, there's a generational influence. But then lastly, Romans 16, there's a general influence. Romans 16. So Paul, wrapping up his letter to the church at Rome, Paul is pretty standard in most of his epistles. He likes to end with, say hi to so-and-so. Say hi to so-and-so. Say hi to this person. Say hi to this person. And he does the same thing in Romans 16. He says this, greet my kinsmen Herodian. Greet those in the, in the Lord who belong to the family of Nar- Narcissus. Greet those, greet those workers in the Lord, Tryphena and Tryphosa. Greet the beloved Persis who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus. Fantastic name. Okay. I hope at some point in the future we have a baby dedication where the baby's name is Rufus. Okay. That would be fantastic. Greet Rufus, but notice this. Chosen the Lord, also his mother, who has been a mother to me as well. Who's been a mother to me as well. Now, we know the standard practice when an epistle was written and it would go to the local church. What they would do is they would all gather together as the assembly, as the body of believers, and they would read through the letter, the whole sitting. And so when, the, the, when, Rome, when Romans got to the church at Rome, they all gathered together to read this epistle from Paul. And imagine they're sitting there and it gets to the end and Rufus and his mother are sitting there and Paul gives them a shout out. But not only gives them a shout out, says greet his mother. Why? Because she has been a mother to me as well. There's nothing biological about this. She's not Paul's physical mother. And here's why I point this out. Just to be completely transparent with you this morning, preaching on Mother's Day is hard. It's difficult. Because here's what I know, that when we gather together as a congregation, There are those who have gathered together and they are excited. This date has been circled on their calendar and they have looked forward to this date for weeks. Gathered here today that have dreaded coming today. Why? Because maybe this was going to be the year that they were hoping to finally have a baby in their arms for Mother's Day and they don't. Maybe this, you've lost a child this past year. Maybe you've, have, you've had children that have gone astray. And for you to be here today took everything inside of you to walk into this building. So I'm going to stand and preach to two groups of people. But here's what I love about this passage. 
Rufus's mother, we don't know her name. We don't know anything about her. But she had such a profound impact on Paul's life that he deemed it fit to say, greet her, she's a mother to me as well. Now, we don't know what she did. We don't know what impact that was. But in Paul's life, she was not his biological mother, but she was a spiritual mother. She was a mother in the faith to him. So we celebrate Mother's Day not just because we have physical, biological mothers, but we also want to celebrate the spiritual mothers, the mothers in the faith, just as Paul celebrated. Because hear me, church, now more than ever, I believe one of the biggest things that you and I need in the church in America needs today is a revival of spiritual fathers and mothers. No biological relation, but simply seasoned saints who will come alongside younger believers to be a spiritual father or mother in the faith. You have no idea what that would do. Like, we, like I, I love what we did here just a few moments ago. It's not only did we dedicate the parents and, and the babies, but also church, you vowed to come alongside us because we need you. We need you. We, not, we may not have any relation at all, but we need you to come alongside and to encourage. And there's no age restriction on this. I'll never forget in my young, brash days, I was a, I was a, my first full-time ministry position, I was a youth and college pastor in Troy. And um, we had, I was about a year into it, and we had, we had a, youth, a youth Sunday one morning. It was our first one. Anybody ever been a part of a youth Sunday? Um, it was our first one. And uh, incredibly traditional church. We had piano and organ and a choir and all that stuff. And, well, we decided to do youth Sunday, so we wanted to mix it up. And so we brought in the full praise band from the youth group. And we blew the paint off the walls that Sunday morning. And I probably said some things in the sermon that looking back on it, that was not wise for me to say. Like, if you got a problem with drums on the stage, then you got a problem with Jesus. I didn't say that, but it's kind of along those lines. And I, said, I finished that Sunday, and I kind of was like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. Well, there was, a, there was an older lady in the church. She's actually, I won't say her name, but she's, she's going on to be with Jesus now. But she was one of those older ladies in the church. I don't know a nice way. She, she had a reputation of being difficult. If you know what I'm talking about. It was just her reputation. And walking in the following Sunday, and she's walking in, and I, we make eye contact, and she says, Zach, come here. I went, oh, here we go. 
She grabs me by the arm and she pulls me in. And in my head, I've got all the defenses ready to go. Why we did what we did, why we said what we said, all that stuff. She pulls me in by the arm. She goes, Zach, last Sunday was amazing. My jaw hit the floor. I was not ready for that. And I'll be honest, I said, I said I'm just going to be honest with you, that, that was not the response I was expecting to get. And she pulled me in by the arm even closer. She says, as long as you keep everything about Jesus, I'll be your biggest fan. Like you have no idea the impact that had in my life. To have this seasoned saint come by and encourage me in ministry. And Winnie and I, we have had spiritual fathers and mothers all over the place that have poured into us, that have encouraged us. And hear me, church, we need that today. We need some folks that say, you may not be biologically my child, but I'm going to treat you like my child in the faith. That I'm going to walk alongside you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to build you up. I'm going to walk alongside you the entire way. There's a general influence, mothers, that you have that does not have to be your biological child to see them grow in Jesus. God has gifted you that. And you have the opportunity to use it. And so really simple, central idea this morning. The Bible demonstrates that God uses physical and spiritual mothers to influence generations. God uses both physical and spiritual mothers to influence generations. So moms, I want you to know the influence that you have. The influence that you wield on a day in and day out basis. So as we close and the band comes back to the stage, As we prepare to respond this morning, I want to ask us just a few simple questions. First and foremost, husbands, fathers, are we encouraging this? Are we pouring into this? Are we encouraging and supporting and pouring in? Second, children, are we appreciative of this? Are we appreciative of this? Are we appreciative of the mothers that God has placed in our life? Are we appreciative? But then lastly, ladies, are you walking in this? Are you walking in this?
because here's the reality. I know I gave you a lot this morning. It's difficult and it's hard. And in and of yourself, you can't do it. But thankfully, Jesus did not leave you in and of yourself to do it and figure it out. He has placed the Holy Spirit inside of you. He has given his word to direct you. You have all that you need in that. So are you walking in that? And so as we respond today, Husbands, it may be the response that you go and you pray with your wife and you encourage her and you support her in that. Children, it may be during this time of response, you go to your mom and you just say, thank you for your influence. Thank you for how God has used you in my life. You go to the grandparent and you say, thank you for how God has used you in my life. Or maybe just pray as a family. Say, God, help us to use the influence that you have given us. I'm going to pray. If you need to come pray, this altar is open. Mike and Clint will be available if you need somebody to pray with you. But what better way to close out Mother's Day than to celebrate our moms, to share our appreciation but also to pray and ask for a renewed vision of how God has gifted you influence in your family. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. God, would you guide us, direct us. Thank you for the moms. Thank you for our physical mothers, but God, also thank you for those spiritual mothers that have nurtured us, guided us, and directed us. God, help us now to show our appreciation to them, but also to seek your face and to give you all the glory. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand and respond today.
So before we dismiss, we have Ron and Marie Chinsu here, and they're going to come up. Um, they just recently moved back up, and uh, they, they came up and said they wanted to grab their, their spiritual mother, Miss Shirley. And so um, they, they're coming out on um, statement of faith to become mem members here at Airline Baptist Church. And so if you are excited for them, just put your hands together and let them know how excited you are to welcome them here to Airline as prospective members. And so Clint's going to come, give us some announcements and close us out in prayer and just ask y'all just to grab a seat right there. But then once we dismiss, y'all come stand back up here and uh, folks come by, welcome, let them know you're excited. And uh, we're excited for them coming to join. Zach, you may not know this, but um, Ron can out eat you. I've sat down, I've tried to eat with this man, and he can eat. So you're going to be thankful to have him part of the family again. So glad to have him there. Again, my name's Clint, one of the pastors here, and we are thankful uh, to see this couple back and part of this family, and thankful for you mothers. Uh, appreciate that message, uh, Pastor Zach, because uh, I'm looking as I'm standing up here and even just got to give Miss Janice a hug, and I see... Uh, man, I just see all of you out there who have been mothers to me and my children, and I'm very thankful uh, for that, and uh, what a day to celebrate. So again, uh, we're thankful you're here. A couple of things real quick. Uh, next Sunday, uh, don't forget to be here. Our children will be doing fishtails during the, uh, the singing part of our worship service. Pastor Zach will still be bringing a message, but let's come and be a part of that. Uh, we've got other things. VBS, we need you to sign up. That's coming. Uh, going to be a big, big deal. And the week after that, our students are going to be going away on camp. A lot of things going on. Take a look at your worship bulletin. And uh, we are excited about what God is doing here at Airline Baptist Church and thankful that you're here with us. 
mothers, as you leave, we're going to have our deacons uh, will be at the doors and they have something for you. So make sure you go see them. Uh, have a great day. It's 1140. Thank you, Pastor Zach. Some of you can beat the crowd if you're going out to eat. Uh, that'll be good. So I'm going to pray for us. And then uh, the Chin Su's will be up here. Come by and extend that hand of fellowship with them. But again, thank you, moms. Thank you, mama. There's a lot of good ones out here for sure. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for this day that we can celebrate moms. Lord, to know that I have a mother who loves you. That I have a grandmother who loves you. I have a mother-in-law who loves you. And I have a wife who loves you. And these are all very special moms in my life. And there's many special moms in here. They're all special. So, God, I pray that we take the, the message that we heard today, that we're encouraged by the influence that moms have. A person of influence is a leader, so help us lead well as you've called us to. Be with us today as we continue to celebrate and fellowship, spend time with our moms. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.